Welcome to the last regular season, Sunday morning edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. The good news is that next week we'll have football games that are playoff games and all very meaningful to talk about. Um, The bad news is we won't have as many games, as many props. Uh, So this is a little bittersweet, Eric, but um, this is fun. I enjoy doing this every single week. Um, because we're, we have a little more energy than we do tomorrow night when we record the forecast. Yeah, for sure. And I, I like, um, my thing is, is I like the fact that there's a lot of opportunity to work off of information here, but next week, Mm -hmm. every team is going to have the same thing going for them. There might be COVID issues, but for the most part, you don't really have to worry if a team's going to shut down, uh, you know, let's say Tampa Bay or, or Green Bay or some team. Uh, you know, shutting down in the middle of it. So it is hard to navigate week 17, but I think we'll do a good job here. Let's start with a few props. We'll talk about a lot more props tomorrow on the PFF live show or today, I should say, um, at 11:30. Uh, but we always like to do a couple here. And I want to start out with one. Now, this these are tricky, right? Because if you're going on PFF.com, and you're looking at the props tool, um, you know, how much these guys are going to play is something that we're trying to you know, it's a, it's a little bit of art, a little bit of science. And so, you know, you want to be careful here. For example, if I knew Tom Brady was going to play the whole game against Atlanta, I would very much like his passing touchdown prop. I even kind of like it at two and a half plus 125 because if he plays a half, he might get it. But it's a tricky one because they're, you know, there's not a ton of reason for them to play that much. So here are the, the two that I like, quarterback overs that I like. Um, The first is Lamar Jackson passing touchdowns over one and a half plus 135. They're playing the Bengals. The Bengals suck. They do a very good job of beating bad teams. And then Daniel Jones passing touchdowns over one and a half. It's plus 155. Uh, This is there's a reason it's plus 155. But Dallas is not very good on the defensive end. Those are the two I like. I don't hate those, although I don't see why the betting markets are gravitating. So there's a couple things. In the NFC East race, I do not understand why people are betting the Giants. The number's down to one. We liked it at mm-hmm. two and a half. Uh, we're not going to get good closing line value there on that. We won't be able to feed our families with, with Cleve, closing line value. With Cleve, no. And then Washington <laughs> is now out to minus three and a half. I, with Washington futures, I have taken some uh, Philly plus three and a half. I, I don't see it. I don't. I, I think Washington could win the game, but I don't think they should be favored by over a field goal in that game on the road. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I could see the Daniel Jones thing maybe as a hedge on the on the on the Cowboys stuff. If the, if the Cowboys do win that game, it's going to be with their offense, and so Jones might have to keep up. So I don't hate that. Here's here's two that I like. I think one's easy. Bet it every week. Chicago's going to be without like two of their top three corners. Take Devontae mm-hmm. Adams over seven and a half plus one ten. I I think. There are going to be shorter, quicker passes to Adams as a result of the David Bakhtiari injury, and there's going to be less like some of the gimmicky stuff to the other receivers. So give me Adams over seven and a I half. Love that one. Plus one ten. I also like John Walford over one hundred ninety and a half mm-hmm. passing yards and minus one twenty. AF hero. Um, like I said on Twitter, he was worth 0.6 wins in my made up AF WAR metric. Um, he he's he like there's a chance he's. Uh, 90% of what Goff is. And Goff's going to go over this number against a bad Arizona defense more often than not. So give me Wofford here as a um, <clears throat> as sort of a, a fun one. Um, those are the two overs I like. Um, okay, can we can we just talk about something real quick? Yeah. You just spent, was it 35, 40 seconds praising the new quarterback for the LA Rams. You got to get his name right. It's Wolford. He's the wolf 
of Wall Street. He's coming in. Christ. He was a nobody. He's he was making money selling penny stocks, and now he's coming into the big show. And I I'm with you. I love over one ninety and a half um, for the Wolf, the Wolf of Hollywood. I, I that, that L was there. It was just silent. Okay. Um, the, here here's I mean, here, Wofford a great school. I I'll t- let me let me give you one more because that game is interesting to me. A Kyler Murray's supposed to play. His rushing prop is 38 and a half, which I think everyone would look at and just go, man, that's really low for Kyler Murray. The last time he was injured, his rushing disappeared. Yeah. Is that something? I mean, in a game that they have to win, I don't know. I'm a little torn on that one. I wanted your. No, I take it. I mean, running, you know, there's no guarantee that, you know, for one of these, I think he has to bust a big run for it. They're not going to consistently run with him. And, you know, you're just betting against a big run there. Speaking of running backs, I'm going to go as an under here. Naheem Hines, 33 and a half. I just think Hines is like a non-factor in this game. I think that they, the the Colts get up, they give it to Jonathan Taylor, and they're just kind of like. The rest is they turn Because by the time, this is weird, right? Like we were talking about this with uh, our friends. That, like this is not. The, the 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 way that the games worked out in the AFC doesn't make a whole lot of sense because by the mm-hmm. time it gets to the four o'clock hour, we're going to already know if Miami has won, if Cleveland has won, and if Baltimore has won. <laughs> we we think with Cleveland, yeah. unfortunately. So this indie game could be just a lame duck ass game, right? Because if like mm-hmm. Tennessee gets ahead of Houston like twenty one nothing, Indy's game is meaningless, and then yep. you know then then who knows, right? And and do do they really? Like, what do they even do here? Do they try to get Jonathan Taylor? I mean, I, I think he's close to a thousand yards, right? Do they like try to like win this invisible trophy? Hang some banners. Yeah, hang yeah. some banners. And like Naheem Hines isn't a banner guy, right? He's a, he's like a actually good guy, right? So Taylor's at 916. So like, do they try to get him over a hundred yards? I think that's why his prop is sitting at 86 and a half, by the way. Um, they probably do that, right? And, and I think Hines, mm-hmm. who's normally a player who they play when they need something, uh, in the passing game, I think he goes under. Okay, let's go to sides here. And this is, again, there's a bunch of kind of interesting stuff here with motivation, as you just talked about, and what could already be decided and what might not be. Um, and we've talked about a bunch of these earlier in the week on the forecast, if you listen. There's been some movement. You talked about the Dallas line moving. Another line that's moved a little bit is the Green Bay-Chicago line. And this is now Chicago. was five and a half. It's now four in Chicago. Packers are the favorite. Um, Packers are fourth-ranked team in ELO. The Bears are 16. So that's about a six-and-a-half-point difference right there. Okay? So I see that. I see how much better Rodgers is than Trubisky. I recognize that Bakhtiari, while amazing, is also a tackle. And I think people overvalue tackles generally. Uh, Rodgers has been the best quarterback in the NFL throwing quick passes this year. So I want to take the Packers in this spot where they do need to win to make sure that they keep the number one seed, especially now being a little shorthanded. What do you think there? Yeah, I, I mean, I laid a little bit on on uh, Green Bay here at minus four. Home field advantage is not that big of a deal. Green Bay is a colder weather city than Chicago, so you kind of throw out throw that out the window. Rodgers... I mean, but- Plus, you said home field advantage isn't really a thing. If there was, Rodgers would be the one getting it. In Chicago? No. Because he owns that place. Oh, he does own, he, he does own the Bears. Um, but 
there, there's, you know, that that is a place where the majority of the fans do root for the home team. So, you know, the fans not being there is a deal. I mean, the idea that Green Bay, let's say, is only five points better than Chicago right now is is a farce. Uh, um, mm-hmm. Trubisky, you know, we we help, you know, I think Peter King wrote this in his article. 32nd ranked defense in our system, 30th ranked defense in our system, 28th and I believe 26th, which is last four <laughs> games, which he went three and one. And he deserves a contract extension. Like the Bears fans deserve better than this. I think he's found out here. Um, you know, I'd, I'd lay the points with Green Bay. Um, one of the ones that's really interesting to me, and this one I think Green Line likes, and just to be very transparent, I think it's because they're starting Josh Allen and we don't have something in our model for starts Josh Allen, but expects Mac, Matt Barkley in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. So like Buffalo here, this is kind of yo-yoed between minus one pick them, maybe three. Mm-hmm. Then it got out to three. Then it's now back to two. I wonder if there's was some dummy money on the bills just so that people can come back on the dolphins. I think that that one's a live spot, right? Like this one's a game where, if Buffalo looks like they're trying for like the first quarter and let's say they have some bad luck, but it looks like they're going to play the whole game. Then you lay Buffalo. If Buffalo doesn't look like they're trying and Miami gets off to a slow start for some reason, then you back Miami with the points, right? Like this one, I don't think you can bet pre-flop. You've got a little Christmas cash sitting in your pocket. Um, A good way to spend it is to go take advantage of PFF elite subscription Action Network promotion, where if you sign up for a PFF Elite subscription and use the promo code ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N, you not only get the full year of PFF Elite, which is $200, but without paying a cent more, you get a full year of Action Network's Action Pro subscription for a full year. That's a $100 value for nothing, nada, completely free. It's a great combo. You, of course, get all the PFF content, the props tool, the betting dashboards, the DFS optimizer, which you should be loving uh, as it comes down to playoff time and you want to play those DK showdowns or whatever it may be. So go make it happen. PFF.com, a PFF elite subscription with the promo code ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N. Go do it now. I 100% agree with that. And um, I also think the over, if I were to bet anything, pre-flop it would probably be the over at 42 there's no way i'm taking a side and i don't think i'm betting that game um you know before anything especially without fitzpatrick like when it was four and a half i think earlier in the week i could see a case to be made for the dolphins where you know they have fitzpatrick to come in there and like he'll give you a shot if two is dead but like the two a dead scenario exists um let's talk a little bit about baltimore and cincinnati because this is now 14. I mean, this line has just continued to, it was 11 and a half at one point, I want to say. Um, for the record, I still think the Baltimore Ravens are the right, are, are the right side here. And, and the difference in, in our ELO ranking would put it at about 10 and a half points. So there's a little bit of extra. We know that the Ravens are trending in the right direction. We know that Lamar Jackson has been playing better of late. The run game has been far more efficient with the quarterback read option. Um, are you still willing to bet the Ravens or is 14 just too much? No, I'm 14's fine. I mean, like this one, you're not losing this bet. Well, okay. Like, obviously that's not true, but the chances that you lose the bet on 14 exactly are pretty small, right? So yeah, yeah. if you like the Ravens, I mean, th- these 14 matters, sure. And I'm glad I got 13. I'm glad I got 12 and a half. I'm glad I got 13 and a half. But 
if you are, you know, and I would say don't bet as much on 14 as you would on 13 and a half, but you know, this thing could get out to 16 and a half for all I care. Like there's, this game is going to go one of two ways. The Ravens schmuck bag their way through the game, win by six or seven. Yep. In, in which case you're not covering any of those numbers or they beat the brakes off of the, of the Cincinnati Bengals, which I think happens. I think frankly, the reason this isn't bigger is because the Bengals have been competitive the last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, give me Baltimore here. The one that I'm worried about personally is obviously Lamar's over. I think I got about 60 yards to spare on his rushing yards, which I'm a little worried mm-hmm. about, um, obviously, because he's been kind of a, a full send guy uh, for the last few weeks for them. So that that's going to be the thing I'm monitoring. Let's uh, let's talk about Dallas, New York now, because uh, you mentioned that game. So the a little bit of money coming in now these numbers you know anything going from two and a half to one and a half you know or crossing zero but never getting across three those always get kind of made up to be a little more than um than they really mean the difference between these two teams uh based on our elo rankings and you can get this on Greenline, by the way if you're curious where i'm looking at these from is a little more is, is about two and a half points um but the way this is also with Daniel Jones, some of the data from him earlier in the year when he was actually a pretty good quarterback. And I just, we have not seen that of late. He is really gutting through it. Whereas the Cowboys have also played some really, really poor games, but are starting to figure it out offensively. So, uh, you know, the Cowboys minus one and a half. Um, to me, this is, I still really like this, obviously. And I just don't I just don't think that anyone quite understands how bad the Giants are. Well, the Giants have some pieces on defense, which people like I think overreact to during the course of that's a true. Uh, of a betting situation. And I think that that's where people are people are continuing to gravitate towards the pieces that the Giants are putting into place. You know, get, uh, and here's the thing, though, I see a lot of similarities with the defense that Philly has and what the Giants hmm. are going to put out there this week in the James Bradbury situation, right? Like, so Bradbury's yeah, point. elite and they, and can shut one side of the field down, but Darius Slay is just as elite and just as able to shut one side of the field down. And the, the, the Cowboys just went to Gallup. They went to lamb. They, they did the things that I think, you know, the, those of us who talk about the fragility of defense, talk about all the time did and and you know absent a brilliant pass rush which i don't think the giants have um what are the you know the the weaknesses that the dallas cowboys have are just simply not going to be exploited on the offensive side of the ball um you know so the the only team the only team that could stop the cowboys in this one in my estimation is kellen moore and mccarthy themselves and i think that they and andy dalton and andy dalton but they but the but the Cowboys have done a good job over the past few weeks, I think, they have. limiting the problems that they have on offense. And, no, right. um, and you know, what are we talking about in terms of winning this game? They need to score, like, 20 points? 20. 20 is the number. 20. So, I mean, so like... Total on this is, is 44 and a half. So, I mean, they're, you know... Yeah. And basically, they got to get over 20. Yeah. And they need to just not be... Uh, they just need to be a speed bump on defense. And I think they can do that. Okay, a couple more that I want to talk about. This actually might be sneakily one of my favorite bets of the entire uh, week. I was doing some prep for this and saw this one. I didn't know how I hadn't noticed it. So I did a rare thing, which is I bet something late in the week. 
And this is the New Orleans Saints Carolina Panthers game over 46 and a half. I so Alvin Kamara, the whole Saints running backs, they celebrated six touchdowns, a little too much last uh, last at, weekend. You know, they all have as one does, I guess. As one does, I celebrate as well. I managed to do so at home without anyone, but you know it happens. Forty six and a half. We talked last um, on the podcast on the forecast earlier this week about the brilliance of Joe Brady. If you're curious, you can go listen to that. We both um, obviously love him and would hire him as our next head coach if we were choosing one. But on the other side with the Saints, they've still got a chance to get the first seed, right? And, you know, so... They're going to play hard. They're going to play hard and they're going to throw the ball. And the Panthers are not a very good defense. Uh, They're 22nd in our opponent adjusted defensive rankings. Um, I think there's a good chance that the Saints get out to a lead and that the Panthers are forced to then throw the ball a ton. I I love over 46 and a half. Yeah, and I think, you know, unfortunately the Saints have been kind of a team. It it sounds silly, but they're kind of a front-running team on defense. They have, you know, great players there. Um, Mm. But, you know, we saw Minnesota scored. Uh, you know, a few touchdowns, you know, enough touchdowns to make things interesting with them, at least for part of the game. Um, I think the Panthers will try to go out and do the same thing this year. I think Bridgewater's obviously going to be motivated because, you know, there's a fairly good chance that he's not going to be the starter there next year. And mm-hmm. and he's going to want, I think, prove himself. Anderson, I believe, is a free agent after this year. Samuel is as well, if I'm not mistaken. So there's a lot of people with some motivation there. I love that pick. I, I, I think it's a. I, I think the number has gone down as a result of the running back room. Right. Uh, I think the spread went down a bit and then came back for people – um, I'm, it's probably dummy betting the 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 um, Panthers after that news. Um, so yeah, man, I, I I'm all for uh, that take uh, there. Give me uh, a couple, uh, one or two more that you like before we get out of here. <sighs> yeah, I, I think Minnesota Detroit over 54 is a, a really good play. I think yeah, both of these teams you. are going to be in the in the business of trying to you know erect trophy you know erect statues um, for week 17 performance. Um, We like obviously Minnesota on a teaser is what we had going Mm -hmm. into the week, but you know, Detroit's Detroit's a team that can score. This number has actually gone down substantially. Once Stafford has uh, elect, you know, announced that he's going to play down to four. Um, So, you know, I think the way that you bet this one, if you like Minnesota still is either lay the four points, which I wouldn't advise or bet over, which I would. I'm here for it. I am here for it. Cool. We will be uh, discussing these games and more tomorrow on the PFF Live Show at 11.30 live and in person. So you can go check that out. Um, We're going to get out of here with a little prize picks. If you have not gone to prize picks yet, you should. Um, Prizepicks.com where you can basically parlay players over or under their fantasy projection. And um, if you say parlay two players, you get a certain payout. You parlay three players together and they hit, you get a certain payout. You can go all the way up to five players. You can get up to, I think, 12X or 15X, which you uh, put in. I should know that one. But I normally don't do all five because I try to, be, you know, try to have a little bitter, better uh, hit rate here. Um, let's give a couple of uh, different players. The first one that I am going to go with is uh, our boy Calvin Ridley, 19 points. Um, against Tampa Bay, I'm going to go over because I just think Calvin really is a stud. And I think Tampa Bay might 
pull their guys. And so it's going to be Calvin Ridley uh, has a monster season season in this game. <laughs> um, okay, here's the one I'm going to go to. I'm going to go Justin Jefferson over 18.2. Same reason. Same reason. Same reason. I, I also okay. Go go with your next one because I, I have a uh, I have four that I'm going to go with. Wow. Okay. Well, um, that <laughs> I, I just want to hear now. I just want to hear the four because I feel like they all have uh, banners that are being erected coinciding with them. Um, I'm going to go with Ezekiel Elliott, fourteen point two points. I'm going to go over uh, because they gotta they gotta legitimize that ninety million dollar contract. Hang it, hang it up. Yeah, you gotta hang it up. Um, I'm gonna go. Okay, I'm gonna go. T.J. Hawkinson over eleven and a half. The linebackers for the Vikings could not start for our flag football team in Cincinnati. Rec. <laughs> um, Fair. Same thing about the Cincinnati Bengals players also can't start at linebacker for our Cincinnati. So I'm going Mark Andrews over thirteen and a half. And lastly, love it, but not leastly, I'm going with Nick Chubb over seventeen. L- last game. Everybody was edging out over Chubb and Chubb and Hunt, and, yep. and they both underperformed this week. Assuming he plays, which I think he's playing, right? Yeah. Then Chubb is going to go over this. It's going to be a bloodbath. I think Pittsburgh's calling off the dogs, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody for Pittsburgh is going to is going to be calling people by I think socially acceptable names, so no one gets hit mm-hmm. with a helmet in the face. Yep. And I think Nick Chubb is going to do what Marshawn Lynch is, which is run a run through a mf or in the face what so you love it um that i'm going 20 dollars to win 200 on that one there it is all right we will see you guys next week for some playoffs peace